You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Antisocial Show. Welcome to another episode of Anti-Social Show, a show that firmly believes that Thanos is a twat. Uh, I'm Hunter Block, and he's... Tyson Saner. Yes, I had to throw that in there because I was thinking about uh, Infinity Wars uh, today because I like to do every episode uh, differently. And if, if people have been paying attention to the, uh, to the opening of these things, everything that I say is different. Uh, well, not the first few episodes that we, that we did, but... I wanted to make it like a unique experience, so it's a good idea. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed it, but you know, I, I mean, I, I do. I noticed that it's different. I just, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know that I've, if I've noticed every single unique one. Like, uh, like if, if, um, you know, like if there, one day maybe, <laughs> perhaps there might be a wiki, and uh, you know, uh, the show opening will be noted as being a different thing. So you know, it'll very. Say- It'll, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. So uh, how's it going, Tyson? It's all right. I'm a bit tired. How are you doing? Uh, same. Bit tired. I was. Uh, it's been. I don't know how it's been in California, but it's been in the 90s here in Jersey, and it's been extru- uh, excruciating, uh, excruciatingly hot. It was in the 90s. Uh, it got up to 92 uh, about two weeks ago, for one day, and it dropped to 70. Uh, the next day so it's been you know it's not been too bad but i mean you gotta you know on that one day when it's 90 you gotta figure out oh you know gotta keep the baby cool because they can't overheat you know it's not so So it's i mean it's definitely been hotter than satan's a-hole outside um i mean i don't know satan's a-hole i don't know what the temperature of his butthole is but i'm just assuming that since he's satan um you know yeah well, yeah, you would wonder if he's like like um. There's a thing called a tiefling in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and they I, I believe they're flame resistant, so they also kind of look like devils. So at the very least, I imagine that you know most of him is probably flame resistant, but that's that's on the outside that we know of. We don't know about you know that giant worm that, as as Dan Harmon calls it, that is basically our mouth to our anus. We're, yeah, so wonder if on the inside of the mouth it is vulnerable to fire or heat or whatever, and then you know, for the further on up the anus you go, perhaps is you get to the vulnerable spot. So maybe the outside is is uh, you know uh, flame retardant, but if you get inside, then they're not retardant, but um, resistant, or just heat resistant. And as you get inside, then maybe it's it's less heat resistant. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> but 
Anyway, the analogy fits. It's it's hotter than Satan's butthole outside. Analogy. Who's um, uh, and the first four letters of analogy are A N A L. Anal. Yes. So glad I I picked that up really fast tonight because I am. Uh, I, I am like super quick with the thoughts tonight. Yeah, we're off to a great start. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, um, it, it's kind of like an old gym instructor. Not a gym instructor. Yeah, gym instructor. So I was, uh, I went to, <coughs> oh, God, what was the name of that gym now? I can't even remember it now. Gold's 365. Gym? No, it wasn't Gold's Gym. It was 365. Um, so when you sign up, you get a personal trainer for, X amount of hours. So the, the, the trainer, like, it's like this. If you feel like you're tired and you can't, like, go on, just do it. Because that could be, like, your best workout right there and you never even know about it. So there has been occasions when I was, like, dead tired. And I'm like, yeah. how's my performance going to be on the show? And in every one of those aspects, I was quite pleased with myself because... You know those those shows, uh, shows those shows turned into great episodes. So yeah, I always think you do a great job. I'm never, I never, uh, I never think, boy, Hunter's energy wasn't great that time. You know, it's it's always it always seems to work from as far as I can tell on my end. You know, uh, listening to you, I I tend to think that I have maybe a bit too low energy for uh, people. Perhaps uh, it's it's hard to say though. It's, uh, it really well, also no. depends on. Uh, the, the day it depends on the show. It, it consistency is a bit difficult, I think, for me to wrap my brain around because I don't know what consistency is, really. Um, no, I think I, I think you give the right for, amount of energy. I don't know where my neutral is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, no. you you give off the right amount of energy because I go off you, so it, it's it's like a perfect blend. It's like a nice spice. Mm. It's like uh, so. almond buttercups. Correct. You can't have the butter cups without the almond. Right. Almond butter. You got your chocolate in my almond butter. You got your almond butter in my chocolate. It's delicious, delicious. It's a little clunkier. Because mm-hmm. it's... You got your chocolate in my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter in my chocolate. So how they did it in the, the Saturday morning version of that. Saturday morning cartoons, you know. You play something on there. Like, I guarantee if I... Re- remember something it is probably because i saw it more than four times i'm gonna say i was gonna say three but it's like three to four times somewhere between three and five times if i see something that many times and then it's just stuck in my head forever uh <laughs> th- theoretically now it's not necessarily playing all the time but it's accessible i'm glad you actually brought that up see this is what i'm talking about as far as like you know you you bring in that balance because as far as like what's stuck in my head for life mm-hmm. okay yeah. And keeping in the traditional sense of the show, since we do talk about movies, what's stuck in my head? Hold on. Let me see if I can't bring it up to uh, warn others about this. It's a movie. So I'm going on Prime right now, everybody. Um, just so that I'm not giving out the wrong information. Uh, let's see. Now this is all right. So let's see here. This might be in the further back regions of what I've been watching as far as movies are concerned. Uh, crap, let's see, the non non something on. That was pretty decent. Um, give me, just bear with me one second, folks, because I am going off my phone. 
Nope, that's not it. We're getting close, though. Oh, anyway. Oh, you know what? I just realized I, I can't, do, I can't uh, leave that audio I just did in because uh, it's not parody. It's just a cover. Um, well, if somebody makes a copyright claim that as long as they're not a jerk about it. Anyway, yes. <laughs> All right, so this... That's not it either. Where the hell is it? I guess it's not on here now. Uh, okay, so I've been, uh, in the past couple of days, I've been going through horror movies on Prime, like Amazon Prime. and really? try, Yeah, trying to find something different to watch, maybe something, because I love 80s horror movies. And so I've been trying to find something uh, maybe that I haven't watched, because obviously, you know, there's 10 years and a decade, so you, you can't watch everything. Um, certainly I haven't. So, but I, I found something in the later half of the seventies and I've noticed that there is a trend with, uh, seventies horror movies. And so I'm watching this movie and it's about this high school girl and she starts receiving notes, um, in her locker, right? Like, like, like threatening notes. Uh And nobody knows, like she doesn't know who it's coming from. The notes just say like, I know who you are. I'm watching you. You know, I know all about you. Yada, 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 yada. And as it turns out, and, and this is where your brain really starts making connections with things that aren't there just yet. So she started receiving uh, creepy phone calls. And not to mention that her uh, photographer teacher um, is also kind of a creep. He's kind of like a little bit of a pervert. So you think that maybe he's like the guy or whatever. Now, nobody actually dies in this movie. It, there's spoilers. Um, nobody actually dies in this movie, but my brain wanted to make the connection that I'm watching a movie about a killer or a stalker or something like that. So, like I said, creepy phone calls with the heavy breathing and stuff like that. And it led to the point where she's babysitting and she answers the phone and you hear like this really sinister, creepy, psychotic laugh. And I, I don't want to do it because I don't want to wake anybody up. But And he's like, are you alone in the house? And I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. I have to finish this movie. And it's like three o'clock in the morning, but I don't care because I have to finish this. This It's like nuts now, right? Like that one phone call just locked me into, I I had to know what this movie was about. And as it turns out, it was like any other like weird seventies, like thriller movie had nothing to do with a killer or an escaped lunatic. It was like a rape movie, kind of like the last house on the left, uh, night, uh, murders which was a foreign movie but still same thing it was like uh, two girls on a train with thugs um and I, and I noticed grave. that yeah i spit on your grave yes um and i noticed that there's a trend with these movies and, and it, it's it's kind of bizarre with the the back end of the 70s i think with these movies it's not just like one movie it's just like a slew of movies all with the same concept and I mean, I just waste. Oh, by the way, Dennis Quaid was in this movie. By the way, that's that's why I probably uh, a young Dennis Quaid. That's that's why I entertained it for so long. Did you say what this movie was called yet? I, uh, I don't know if I if I caught the beginning of it. No, I was trying to find it. I didn't know if it was going to be a surprise or not. So, uh, well, you can yeah, you can take a moment and look at, uh, up Dennis Quaid or something. I can wait. I will just uh, leave a blank spot and I can cut it out more cleanly. No, that's true. All right, let me see if I. Find it real quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I got it. It's called um, "Are You Alone in the House?" Oh, okay. It's a good title. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, that's that's why. Because don't forget, there is a movie like that in the '80s where, you know, there was something <laughs> like 
there was a, it was a slasher movie, but it was someone calling the babysitter, stalking the babysitter. Sure, yeah. So I thought maybe it was something like that, but it wasn't. And um, I love movie and, titles. I'm sorry. It's, so do I. They're, but uh, they're really. But cute. The, yeah, I'm sorry. Right. I'll, I'll I'll get back to that. Please tell you. I'm, please, I'm listening. These movies end so badly, and it's like. It's like they just end abruptly, oh, like, uh, like nighttime, uh, like nighttime train murders. Again, it was another one where it just ends like abruptly. It just makes no sense. Now, when you say abruptly, do you does that feel like dissatisfying as far as a viewing experience to where you're like uh, you where it ruins it in, a, in some kind of way, or does it? Uh, yeah. Again, there does it depend on the film. I mean, is it? No, it just it just like. I'm dissatisfied about how it ends. Let's say that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like totally just dissatisfied. I was definitely dissatisfied with these two movies, um, how they ended. Um, yeah, horror movies are really hit and miss. I mean, they can be very fun. A good one's fun, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but, so, these, but yeah, some, some movies are, some horror movies punish you for wanting to watch a horror movie. True. No, that, that, that's true. I can't think of one specifically, but I do like movies that also make fun of the horror genre or deal with it in an interesting way, like movies like Cabin in the Woods, which I've only seen once. I thought that was uh, really clever, especially, really clever. especially as a fan of uh, uh, of horror films. You know, classic, you know, Cabin in the Woods style horror. It's a. It's a have you have you seen Cabin in the Woods? I think I might have like once or once okay. at least. So that one's a good one. Um, anyway, so I'm sorry. Uh, so tell me more about this dissatisfying, dissatisfying experiment uh, experience, if you'd like to. Essentially, Dennis Quaid, and spoilers, Dennis Quaid turns out to be uh, he's a rich kid. Um, so he has like you know his family's like very powerful. Um, he's a rich kid. He tur- yeah, and he's gone and, too and, far. And, yeah, he did. He's the rapist, um, and, and his buddy's dating the girl that he rapes, and uh, yeah, so basically uh, her and the boyfriend are trying to figure out how to capture this guy because apparently the police doesn't want to get involved. They can't take him to court. Uh, if they take him to court, it's probably going to get thrown out because she's not a virgin, which I don't know what that has to do with anything, but okay, whatever. Um, when was it? This is a movie that was in the 70s, did you say? Yes. What, what was it, 1970 what? Um, let's see if it, uh, let's see if it pulls up the, uh, so this was 1977. I guess, well, what it seems to suggest is at that point in time, uh, virginity was still a sign of trustworthiness. Ah. Inversely to where the idea that non-virginity is a sign of a, it's bad, um, um, Non-virginity is a sign of what's that? Uh, um, why can't I think of the word? Um, Purity. Well, it's like dist- distrustfulness. If non-virginity, I mean, I'm saying as far as the message they were selling to people in movies and things, you know, like like yeah, this is the sort of this message. So, like, uh, a woman with a past is is untrustworthy in the eyes of these narratives. Like, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. If her virtue isn't intact. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a very, you know, um, primitive idea. 
Oh, absolutely. But, but, it's, but it's, it's basic, and I'm not sure what it's based on. I don't know when virginity start, started becoming a prized thing. Um, in culture, I don't know that it always was. It probably wasn't always. Like, it seems like something that, you know... Well, I mean, it used to be back in the old days. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, I'm thinking it's gone through periods of being important and not being important, you know, societally. Or at least, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's, um... But it's, anyway, so... Anyway, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that what they did was to capture this guy because he was now doing it to somebody else, the the boyfriend and the and the, the girl, the victim. Mm-hmm. He, uh, because she's in photography, right? Like I said, she had like the camera and stuff like that. So they, what they did was they set up a camera for uh, time-lapse photos, right? And they, they put the camera in such a way that no one can see it, but it was pointed at the other girl's locker so that they can capture him putting the note uh, in the locker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's walking past... Um, the girl's locker, and she sees that there, in fact, there's a note sticking out. So now she's going to run back into the room where the camera is. And when she goes in, Dennis Quaid is in there, and you know he's about to rough her up, punch her in the face, and all that. She's screaming, and then her boyfriend hears it down the hall with another dude, and they come running, they come busting through the door, and then it just abruptly ends. And now you see her like in a dark room, and it's like. Have it, she's like thinking to herself. She's like, "Oh yeah, you know, he uh, pled guilty to the to the assault, but not to the rape, and he didn't go to jail, and he's probably in some rich boarding school somewhere, and and it just ends there. That's that's that that's the entirety of the movie. So, to me, like there was no satisfaction whatsoever. It was a stupid rape movie, and it, it, it was it was it's a very weird uh, 1970s uh, pop culture thing to have almost in every single. Um, uh, thriller movie because if you think about it, uh, wish uh, what is it? Wish uh, Death Wish with uh, with uh, uh, who's the actor? Uh, Charles Bronson. Death Wish, did you say? Yeah, Death Wish. Yes, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. Yes. Um, it's basically the same thing. In the first one, his daughter was raped. Uh, second movie, his daughter was raped. I mean, it's so, and and pretty much throughout the movie, every single female was basically raped. And they made five uh, or six of these movies. Yes. By the end, he was like walking with a crutch, uh, you know, with a walker. He's like, "I'm gonna take my revenge, Sonny." It's dark, um, you know. It's really dark stuff. I I never did see that, any of the Death Wish movies. No, I did. I mean, uh, what's his name? Um, the dude that played the fly. Um, Jeff Goldblum. Yes, he was. He was in a very small scene. In the beginning of Death Wish, yeah, he's he, is he he's the one that um, uh, I think his lines were like uh, rich seaward, stupid rich seaward. Yes. yes, and you know she's taking the paintbrush. I didn't I didn't see the movie. I've heard the yes. I've heard the. Uh, so so basically so basically one of the one of the rapists um, took a paintbrush and started like using it on the girl's bottom, right? Just started painting her butt. And, and he's like, I'm an artist or something like that. So then uh, of course, Jeff Goldblum's like, that's not art. I'll show you art. And then he like bends her over and he's like, look, she's taking the paintbrush. And, and, and it's, it's a very strange. T- it sounds very strange. I, and I haven't seen it. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to visualize. Just think of, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think about these things. Okay. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, every once in a while, uh, we do these edit points, um, and we don't normally mention the edit points. We do when we have guests on the show. Um, for all of you, uh, I was talking to Corey Epps earlier um, in the day about bringing him on the show. Um, 
obviously when we do have guests on the show, we uh, we do a lot of edit points. Uh, but anyway, the, the the point though is the last night when I told him that he can come on the show whenever he wanted. Um, you know, he was talking to somebody. I forget who he was talking. I think he was talking to his Uber driver about uh, podcasting. Hmm. So. One of the cool things about podcasting, if you're not doing it live, I mean, eventually Tyson and I will figure out how to do this live. At least one episode um, would be cool just to see if we could do it. But one of the coolest things about doing a non-live podcast uh, is that you can make it sound like you're doing it toward an audience, like someone's listening to it, even though it's it's not at the moment. Um, But you can always do like the edit points. And it's just like, okay, at a point, and then you stop doing the show, and then you talk about what you got to talk about, and then you say, okay, jump back in, and then the, the show starts again. So uh, we did an edit point because Tyson had to wet his whistle. Um, and so now we're back. So now we're talking about <laughs> – yeah, there you go. Uh, gross, now we're isn't talk- it hearing people's mouth sounds? I'm sorry. <laughs> we're talking about the weird – uh, 70s pop culture about how uh, rape is in almost everything. Oh, rape uh, film, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that that ended with the, uh, you know, with the start of the true slasher decade with like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Friday the 13th. I mean, that, that really, that really launched the true dawn of the slasher age. I think, definitely not, you know. The, but the, if if you notice, there's a trend. There's one guy in this movie called the House to the left or the, the last house to the left or something like that. Last house on the left? Yes. There's a dude in there who seems to be in almost every single rape thriller movie throughout the 70s. So, they, you know, it's very weird culture. I mean, I mean, I just watched like an hour of like 30 minutes or something. Like I can't get back now. So I, I just want to like send Dennis Quaid a personal letter saying thank you for that. Um I think I think uh, some retribution, some monetary retribution, is in order for this. And uh, <laughs> monetary monetary retribution, right? Restitution. Restitution. Monetary- oh yeah, I like that. I meant to say restitution. Uh, retribution is something different. Yeah. Um, as long as you didn't say reparations. No, definitely not reparations. Uh, monetary uh, rest. What did I just say? Very inappropriate. Yes. Do the other thing. Uh, uh, now, I, now I'm all in my head. I just hear repeti- something that's a combination of the word you want and the word prestidigitation, and I can't wrap my mind around. I'm hearing like rapper digitation or something, and that's not it. That's not even close. Restitution is it restitution? Financial restitution? <laughs> yes, yes. I think I should get money for this. Are you talking about getting money back? Because that's reimbursement, but that's probably not what you're trying to say. Well. um, well, in this case, no, I wasn't. I wasn't uh, saying I was trying to get money back. I think I should receive some type of, uh, you know, uh, some type of uh, money compensation. Uh, compensation, right? Uh, right, compensation. <laughs> Watching this god awful bullshit. It sounds terrible. What was the no? What was the movie called again? Alone in the house. You were never. No, say it again. You were off mic for part of that. What? Are you alone in the house? Are you alone in the house? Okay, so now, uh, uh, titles of movies, really good, uh, like very to like think about these. Like they have, they're kind of like there's an art to getting this sort of like. My point is, there's only one of those, unless there's a remake of it or something. You know, there's if in the sense that if you're in a peer group in horror. Uh, amongst horror people, 
I'm sure the name of that movie is like, it'd be like if you say Death Wish, a lot of people really don't go, what, the Bruce Willis remake of the original? They think of the Charles Bronson one, at this point in time at least. You know, at some point in the future, they'll just be which one, to, which one you're talking about. But at this point, so my point is like, are you alone in the house? There's probably nothing else called that. It's very striking. It's a question. It, it goes, you know, putting question marks in above my head, you know, and um, it's a, it's a question, you know. Yes. Um, like it's, what, it's a question in the title. Like, and now the screaming starts, you know, <laughs> like, that's a great one. Uh, oh, uh, is that a, that's a movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's called And oh. Now the Screaming Starts. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, okay. Let's see. Um, the rats are coming. The werewolves are here. The rats are coming. The werewolves are here. Now, what um, what decade was that? Uh, I'm going to say uh, 60s or 70s. That's my guess. Not, I mean, I think it might be an Italian movie like um, that one, Rat, like Rats Night of Terror, but I don't know. That was a good movie. There was one that was called Beware of Blob, Son of Blob? Beware of Blob, Son of Blob. I think that's what it was called. I might have that wrong. But I know that the, like, you remember the Blob, right? The original with Steve McQueen? Oh yeah, I remember, I remember the one with uh, Steve McQueen. I remember the obviously the '80s remake, which I love. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So that was I'm yeah. Sorry. So the original one, Steve McQueen one, had um, had the song uh, for for uh, associated with it called "Beware of the Blob," and it was done by Burt Bacharach. And it was very like very kind of light and jovial considering that this is a you know a movie about a shapeless alien terror but it's like uh you know it's like it's very like light and kind of 60s sort of like um go-go style you know kooky jazz kind of it's a funny song uh people should listen to it sometime um I could bring it up on the thing on my writer. Beware of the blob. It leaps and creeps and glides and slides across the floor. It's like it makes it sound like a Dr. Seuss kind of uh, well, kind of you know, experience as opposed to the, you know, terror you know, that it is. Yes, go ahead. Hmm? If, you, if you notice, some horror movies back in those days did have uh, kind of humorous, upbeat type songs um, to them. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it was just so strangely upbeat. Uh, you know, it was like beware of Santa. Uh, so not beware, like a uh, hooray for Santa Claus from Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Which that's is, a what? That's a movie. That's a movie. Yeah, they did it on Mystery Science Theater uh, years ago, and it is in the public domain. So you can go to archive.org and watch it for free. It's got Pia Sidora in it as a very young person. Um, and it's like the, the, it's, it's it's a bunch of kids singing. It's like S A N T A C A L C L A U S A R A Y for Santa Claus. So yeah, it's wait. It's S A N T A C L A U S Hooray for Santa. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. But no, they're saying S A N T A, which is Santa. Ah, yeah. So it's, you spell it Santa, but apparently you say it Santa. Santa. 
Beware of Santa Claus. Beware of Santa Claus. No, I always thought beware. It's um, hooray for Santa Claus. Sorry. Yeah, I said beware first because I messed up. Hooray um, for Santa Claus. Hooray for Santa Claus. Cha, cha, cha. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. But you know what? Hmm. Still still better than, uh, you know, uh, nighttime train murder. Still better than are you alone? Uh, are you home alone? Or are you alone in the house? Um, still probably better than that. Uh, probably, probably. Um, well, you know, Sandy Claus Conquers the Martian is a special kind of odd, odd film. It's definitely of its time. Um, it's a strange, uh, story of, uh, so Martians, right? <clears throat> it's like a 1960s movie. So imagine something very colorful and cartoonish, but it's live action, right? right. So, so like very costumey costumes, but like. You know, in the 60s, there's, like, a lot of matte and kind of, like, rounded... St- anyway, so uh, it's uh, Martians, uh, and they their children... The Martians are a very advanced culture. They have food pills, you know. Uh, they Their children are apparently uh, watching television and getting depressed. And uh, when they figure out what it is that they're watching, they're, it's, it's Santa Claus, basically. And then Mars doesn't have a Santa Claus, so it makes them sad. So uh, basically, they, the, the Martian elders decide, well, let's go kidnap Santa Claus. Mars could use a Santa Claus. As you Only do. The- As you do. Only- there's no Santa Claus, obviously. I mean, spoilers, but there's no Santa Claus, so... Well, there is in this, in this movie. Oh! oh. <laughs> I mean, in this movie, there definitely is. <laughs> and so he does think- He does live at the North Pole. It's a, it's a bizarre movie. They have these... They have the, the Martians have these guns that like are like these weird hair dryer things that you go... They're like air guns. You go... And, and then pull the trigger, and they go... They make that thing. You ever seen those? Like... Yeah. Those things. I... Not the ones that are like with the string, the that they have the ball with of air. With the with the corkscrew. But it's like a, it's just a little it's like a plastic toy gun that makes pop a popping noise. Oh uh, that like when I was a kid, like So it was like a freeze gun. Like so they'd go and then the per would freeze in place. I and I don't know why why would they be doing this? So this is mid run and I can't really get a good lead up in the chair. So basically, in this so in this bizarre uh, movie from the sixties and fifties, there is a Santa Claus on Earth or the North Pole, and well, he's, yeah. he's abducted by Martians. He is. He goes to I guess Mars and he gets pissed off and he and he and he does he like lay waste to like the Martians, or like does he like you know do the elves try to rescue him in any way? Yes, I, I think you know the, the ending of that movie. I can never really remember very well. I do remember there's a climactic battle that takes place in a, in a a toy factory. Interesting. Yeah, you know it's it's a, it's great that you know that you've never seen it because this movie. Could, no, I have to. This movie could be anything to you in your head right now. It might sound like the most awesome thing. I assure you, it's very mediocre, but it is fun to watch. <laughs> it is very fun to watch. And uh, by the way, the um, uh, Mystery Science Theater episode that was done on this one originally was with Joel Hodgson, uh, the original host, and they, the Joel and the bots, I believe in that episode, debuted the song. Uh, 
Patrick Swayze Christmas. Mm. And it was a, it was a Christmas song adapted from the plot, basically of, of the movie Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> now, this movie would have to have been done in the 80s, then, if this was um, that, because wasn't Roadhouse done in the 80s? No, but Mystery Science Theater was. Oh. Mystery Science, well, Mystery Science Theater was done in the, uh, actually in the 90s, I think. It started, I think it started either 88 or 89, like really late 80s, early 90s. That's my recollection. And also, I think on public television in 87, 88, I think it might have been 1988, might have been the first year, like on KTL, uh, KTMA, I think. Or something like that. I, I'm fuzzy. I'm sorry. I know there's people who know this, and uh, but I'm close. I'm very close. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, they just they did older films, and this was uh, so it had been really recent. But so, but the episode of the season of Santa Claus Conquers the Martian was actually into the '90s enough that there had been time for Roadhouse to be have been a thing. So it's yeah, it works out that way. I didn't realize actually how close to that time it was like that because that movie was actually kind of a newer film when this movie, when this Christmas song, this funny Christmas song uh, was uh, created. I mean, there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of bizarre films out there. Even if like you just take like the time just to like, I know this sounds weird, but sometimes I don't even watch movies. Like sometimes I'll just search Amazon. Right. 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 And it's not necessarily to watch something. It's to necessarily see what's on. I bless you. I don't know if you're coughing. You okay? Yes, it's coughing. Okay. I just didn't want to, um, to pick that up on the recording. So sometimes I just I just search Amazon just to see what they have. Um, and I, there are so many bizarre films on Amazon Prime. So many bizarre films. There are. I actually saw one on Amazon Prime recently. Uh, did you have something more that that you were segueing to from that, or because I didn't want to like cut you off if you were? Oh no 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 no! I just wanted to say that there were so many bizarre films. Yeah. So I, okay, I saw one on Amazon Prime because uh, okay. So at the point of time, this is right now. It is the first of. I guess it's the second of July to you. Yep, 2nd of July to me. Okay, 1st of July to me, 2nd of July to you, and uh, in the year 2019. and In the year of our Lord. <laughs> so, in, on what, it's Monday evening for me, Tuesday morning. So, on, and at 9 o'clock on Tuesday morning, there will be a, a uh, podcast that I listen to, I've been listening to weekly for eight years or something. Eight or nine years, however long the show has been a thing, I've been listening to it, and I do the a Tumblr. It's www.noonerpodcast.com. I've been doing that pod that 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 um, Tumblr with varying degrees of of um, focus and dedication over the years for a long time, and uh, there's a reason why I bring it up. Oh yeah, so on on the last last week on Nooner. They were, they were coming up with something that everybody could watch so they could talk about it next week. Mm. Yeah, so it ended up landing on uh, Chasing Happiness, the Jonas Brothers documentary. Okay. Do you know who the Jonas Brothers are? Vaguely. Yeah, see? Me too. Now, I do know that they were huge. When they were, or when they, when they were, when you, when you heard their names said more often, I never really came across any of their music uh, from 
because I didn't listen to the radio around that time. I was kind of listening to whatever I wanted to, essentially, just finding stuff. And it, This like, would be like late 90s, correct? Uh, I was in high school, I think, when I heard the, the Jonas. Yeah, I was in high school. Was Jonas Brothers? Yeah. I think it was let's, more recently, like within the last 10 years. Let's see. No, I could have sworn. Like, hold on. Let's, let's just find out. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, let's find out. Totally. Because I'm, I'm curious. Like, enough time, enough time has gone by with them, certainly, that they are now in their late 20s, early 30s, I believe. Okay, so the Jonas Brothers are an American pop rock band formed in... Oh, I'm so sorry. Why? That's all right. I, 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 I wasn't I, even high school in 2005. Um, I graduated in 2000. Um, so this was formed in 2005 to gain popularity from their, uh, appearances on Disney channel television network. They consist of three brothers, Kevin Jonas, uh, Joe Jonas and Nick Jonas. Uh huh. <clears throat> I, I have frozen by the way. I can see that my picture is frozen. I, can you hear me? I can hear you, but yeah, you yeah. are back frozen. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So I look very, form- like I'm thinking about something there. I'm like, very uh, but yes, they they formed in 2005. God, so one, two, three, four, five. That was literally literally five years after I got out of high school. Huh. Wow. Okay. So let's see. What year, what year did you say? 2005. Uh, yes, sir. Okay. 2005. So in 2005, I've been married for two years. Yeah, I I didn't listen to the radio. Uh, we were doing karaoke around the time. Now, so I, you know, I I okay. So yeah, I don't know really much about them. I don't know their music. I turned neither, out, do, huh? Neither do I. But the funny thing is, is that it was because I didn't know anything about them or I hadn't heard any of their music that I was actually interested in watching this documentary. Because it was because of that that I knew nothing. That it was like because. When when I watch a documentary about a subject matter specifically like music, and it's something I know like absolutely nothing about, it makes it feel like a mockumentary to me, mm. like it's not real. Except I know that it is. It's like this whole you know, like it could be a made up universe, but it's not. It's just so you know, and it's fascinating. And then it's more fascinating because it's like understand i i understand i can i cannot get distracted by details like of, that i already know essentially you know what i mean i could just enjoy it, uh, watching whatever the story this thing is trying to tell does and i can i can and i can uh experience it without any kind of prejudice or you know preconceived notion <laughs> yeah because it really goes back to it really goes back to what you i mean yeah i, I totally like when you're watching like a documentary right mm-hmm Particularly on somebody like you've never, never heard of before, never seen, maybe never took an interest in what they've done before, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's always more enjoyable to find out who the person was. Um, maybe going forward, maybe you do like listening to their music, or maybe you do like you know reading their books, etc. Um, I mean, I've been I've been. I'm glad you brought this up because it's it's really been something that's been weighing my mind for the past couple of days, right? Okay. Um, and I don't like to I don't like to get uh, um, grim on this show. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, for obvious, but I'm going to bring this up like really quickly. I've been watching the the Leaving Neverland doc, right? Uh, um, which one to, is that? Leaving Neverland, Doc, the two-parter show. 
Uh, but what what is it about? The Michael Jackson thing okay. uh, with the two kids. Um, so the thing about and I'm not going to get into it. Um, the thing about it, though, is it's like knowing what he did. Right. Watching the documentary. Right. Can you still enjoy his art? Right. Dear listener, we had a uh, dear listeners. We had a, uh, a, a tight, uh, a tight, I uh, hope not a slight technical difficulty, as we sometimes do on the uh, anti-social show. As uh, Davian Dent likes to point out, it's not anti-social show. It's anti-social show. If you if you say it properly, anti, uh, anti, we say anti, anti. Yeah, because it's 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 anti-social show. It's the anti-social show. I can't say anti. It's like you want to see the anti the anti-social show. No, it's it's anti-social show. Well, you know, it might actually be one way over here and another way over there. I, I it's it's probably like it's very likely to be. It could be one of those words that it's just said differently over there. Tomato, tomato, I get it. Well, you know, like the word fanny. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, like in that one Kevin Smith uh, evening harder, the one he did in uh, in London or whatever it was. Or, I don't know if it was London. He did it somewhere in in, in somewhere in the can, it can even say UK anymore. I don't I don't understand anything about Brexit. Um, Neither do I. It's like, it's like a very weird thing. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, getting back to what we were talking about before documentaries, uh, Tyson brought up the Jonas Brothers um, yeah. before our little freeze. Um, and I was talking about the Neverland doc. Now, the reason why I was talking, and, and Tyson made a good point about it, if you don't know something that you're watching, like as far as like documentaries, you can forget all the stuff that you do know about the person and just enjoy the documentary. Maybe learn something. Maybe like, you know, maybe it's like, if, if, it's, if it's like an author, okay, like, I never knew about this guy before. Let me start reading his books because I like what the guy's writing, right? Okay. <clears throat> so I was watching the ne- – and, and again, I don't like to talk about gloom and doom on the show. Um, certainly religion politics has been cut out for a, for a reason because this is a place that you go to get away from everyday uh, reality, at least for an hour and 30 minutes or just an hour. Uh, or however long Tyson decides to to render the show, uh, entirely up to him. Um, edit, so it, to edit yeah, the show, right? Right. Well, when you when you edit it, the show or render the however long it's going to be, is what I'm trying to say. So sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So if, if Tyson so chooses to say, okay, the show is going to be an hour. This is how long it's going to be. That's how long the show is going to be. If Tyson decides it's going to be like 45 minutes, then it's going to be 45 minutes. But however long it's going to be. That's however long that you have to escape the everyday uh, uh, reality, right? So watching the documentary Leaving Neverland, I saw the bad parts of Michael Jackson, obviously, if that's in fact true. But now I was watching uh, Bill Maher on Sunday. And it bummed you out. <laughs> it bummed, yeah, oh yeah, it severely bummed me out because I remember, like, obviously, listen, I'm not stupid. Like, I remember... In the 90s, when that whole thing was going on, I remember as a kid watching this, like, and not understanding what was going on because he was he was my icon, not not my icon really, but like, like he was like I remember like my mom doing like home homemade videos of me like watching like his like Thriller or something like or Beat It or whatever it was, and I was like singing to it and dancing to it and mm-hmm. and just having a good time and like I I don't want to say like I plastered my room in Michael Jackson posters because I didn't. Um, but I enjoyed the music, obviously, as most kids my generation did. Um, but now the thing about it is they were talking about it on Bill Maher 
uh, leaving Neverland. And the, the question was, can you separate the artist from the person, right? So, in other words, if you knew the person was an asshole, sorry, Tyson, um, but if you knew the person was an asshole, can you still enjoy their work? Like, take Charles Dickens, for example. He wrote wonderful volumes of work, but yet he was an asshole towards his wife behind closed doors. Was he? But, yeah, Charles Dickens. What, he was? I didn't know anything about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was brought up on Belmar, but... So the th- the thing, of, and I didn't even know that either. But the thing about it was, can you still enjoy the artist? Oh, the artist uh, yeah. Is that over who the person was? Can you separate that? Like, draw the line. Like, and I still honestly think, like, giving it some thought, I I, I can. Like, I can listen to like Thriller, you know, and and enjoy the artist part of him without, you know, what I'm saying. Right. So okay. So my. What it sounds like to me is that, like, I've never seen a documentary so far, so far, and I've just never seen one. And what I, I don't mean like I have seen one that I haven't thought dot dot dot. I mean I literally haven't seen a documentary that made me think that Michael Jackson was actually guilty of anything. So you're telling me that this documentary might do that? Yes. So okay. They have, so, so that's so- interesting. So. But that's, Leaving the land, part one and part two, yeah. is the t- the two kids. One was from California, the other one was from Australia, and these kids were basically Michael Jackson's like like family. Basically, like he went to their houses, like he had personal conversations, the the whole works. So, hmm. if these two guys are telling the truth, then it paints a completely different behind the scenes picture of Michael Jackson. Where I was going to see this documentary, I just. Uh, I mean, I want to say see it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how Laura will take it. Oh, well, I'm not going to watch it with Laura. No, she, well, she, thing. she doesn't like to be bummed out either. I watched it with Jesse. Yeah. Right. Oh, and now yeah. oh. I have nine years on Jesse, right? I'm 38. She's 30. But Jesse still, of course, is a Michael Jackson fan. So. So we were discussing whether or not, like, we believe these two guys or do we disbelieve these two guys. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, she, that's what it sounds like, so yeah. Right at the height of when this happened, right, she would have been too young to really, like, she would have been a baby. When did it happen? Can you give, like, a date, a place and time so I can kind of, like, anchor my... Yes. Uh, it was sometime, like, I know in the early or mid or late 90s. No, no, no. This, this when, all happened... When the allegations started, I mean... Right. The allegation started in early 90s, as far as like 1990, going back that far. Really? So like after after Bad, I think? Oh, yeah. But before Smooth Criminal? Yeah. Be- after if, Bad. Or before but, Moonwalker, which I think was like 90 or 91. Yeah. It was, it was, it, no, it was right around those. Remember the Criss Cross Brothers? Criss Cross Brothers. Are you talking about Criss Cross will make you jump, jump? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, they're just called crisscross. <laughs> like you said, the crisscross brothers. Because I was like, oh, unless you're actually, unless the crisscross brothers are something else. It was it was right around that time. So it was right right around ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. Wow. So Jesse was really too young to have even known about this. Where I was probably, I want to say, nine, ten years old, something like that. So I was in high my school. Point, my brain wasn't even young enough to process what was going on. Like you take like a guy like you looked up to, not even like your hero. Like I never looked at him as like my personal hero, but like <clears throat> you, you, you respected what he did, you know? And you're like, but again, my brain is too young to process this. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All I see is like 
at that time that I can understand is like people are accusing this man that I liked of doing something bad. Obviously, I didn't know what the bad thing was, but it was definitely something bad, like like to a child, basically. And obviously, when I got older, I understood what it was that he was being accused of. So when you look at this documentary, it's 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 kind of like, do you want to believe these two guys and like their anguish or do you want to like disbelieve them and, you know, kind of like side with Michael Jackson and give him the benefit of the doubt? You know what I'm saying? And and part of me wants to do that because he's dead. And the other part of me wants to say, well, maybe you never know. Maybe he did that because, you know, after all, he was human. People do make mistakes or whether intentional or unintentional or whatever. But I mean, and, and I'm not even saying like, listen, I'm not condoning what he did if he did do it. I'm just saying watch the documentary. You know what I'm saying? It's called Finding Neverland, Leaving Neverland. Which one is it? Leaving Neverland. Leaving Neverland. So Finding Neverland is the movie about the guy who wrote Peter Pan, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a happy version of the movie. Starring Johnny oh. Depp. Right. <clears throat> Leaving Neverland is a documentary on Michael Jackson. So. Okay. Well, what is it on Amazon Prime? Correct. Oh, yeah. good. Then I, I'll... Both of them. It's two parts. Okay. Well, that's good. That would be crappy if they... If they put part one on Amazon Prime and didn't put part two on or or, other, or something like that. So anyway, getting back to the happy stuff now. Uh, <sighs> Jonas Brothers. So at any rate, yeah. Jonas Brothers, yes. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've heard the name. It was an honest documentary. That's all I'm saying. Um, but I've never listened. Like, I've never, back in 2005, I've never listened to any uh, anything of theirs. So they were in, uh, they're from New Jersey. Yes, that part I did know. Do you know what part of New Jersey the two different parts they lived in were or near or and I well I don't know that these are actual you know I might I, is it Wyckoff a place? What is it called? Wyckoff. Wyckoff. W Y C K O F F maybe. That's a road in Freehold. I don't know if it's an actual town. Okay, there's not- a Wyckoff church. There's a so that so there's a church in Wyckoff. It's like an Assembly of God, Wyckoff Assembly of God. So they live near that. Um, and then they lived in a place called the Hills. I think I don't know what it was. Some, I can't remember what it was. Um, Hillsboro. What? Hillsboro. No, well, it definitely wasn't Hillsboro. Unless, unless they were referring to it in a familial form. Do people call Hillsboro the Hills? No. Okay. So yeah, you would know. So I, you know, it's like, but you know, it's like I'm not. I am also probably misremembering these details because I just kind of jammed in my viewing. At any rate, so we could talk about it on. So when I say we, so I can be part of the conversation. That, that was okay. the idea. Is that everybody now? But the funny thing is, Marty had to watch it. Cassandra, <laughs> Cassandra had to watch it. You know, as right. John Sylvain agreed to 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 watch it. I don't know if any of them, if because I haven't been looking at on Twitter at all, but I don't know if any of them have actually watched this documentary. But I definitely have. I'm sure at least one of them have, and it was probably Cassandra. And I think John would too. I think Marty definitely would, would try to get out of it. I started it last Wednesday okay, and so finished it today. So you can see that it took a little bit of time for me to get around to it. But I did manage to jam it in. They are from the, the Jonas Brothers As band. So three brothers, Kevin Jonas, Nicholas, uh, Nick Jonas, and Joseph. All right. Yeah, yeah. We're originally from Wyckoff, New Jersey. Okay, so... I've actually, to be honest with you, I've never even heard of Wyckoff, New Jersey. It's got to be either south, really south, or really north, um, but definitely not in the middle because that's 
my territory, so I've never even heard of Wyckoff, New Jersey. It's got to be a real small town, I think. Probably. They had a, I, <clears throat> my understanding is they had a pretty close-knit community with, with the church that was there. Uh, uh, small towns in New Jersey do, because take Freehold. Yeah. There's like a church like every uh, every like two feet. Well, you know, the bigger the population of people who want to go to church, the more churches you need. Well, that's very true. Yeah. Um, so what did uh, what is now? Did Marty watch this documentary yet, or he has not yet? I don't know if any of them have. I'm just assuming that I'm assuming that Cassandra probably definitely has. It'd be funny that if see this is the thing is that it's going to be probably two months. Maybe four months before people hear this. So, but it is, you know, January. Sorry, it's July 2nd now. It's still actually the first for me for a little bit longer, like actually for almost an hour. So, anyway, and a second for you. And, uh, you know, last week was the, this was the assignment. So, but last week for everybody else uh, will be months from now. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. But, it, but at, this, at this moment in time, so this might make it fun for people to go back and listen to Nooner and, you know, and well, <laughs> dig well, into thing, the archives. The we, thing, of, yeah. Sorry. The, the, the thing about it is we say, like, okay, you're going to hear this particular episode right now, July 1st for you, July 2nd for me. Um, probably, uh, when did you say, when did you predict? Uh, what? So, oh, so like three to four months, probably. I mean, yeah. it's just by the number of, if it's one every two weeks on a good set of two weeks <laughs> when, right. I, when I have time, I then it's like two a month. So if we've got, uh, if we've got, uh, this will be the sixth one banked, I think. So then it becomes, yeah, every two is like a month. So then it's like two Two, four, six. So at least three months from now, people will be hearing this. So dear it won't be immediately. So basically, what Tyson is saying is that theoretically, next week we probably won't record. That'll be our downtime, but we probably will record the following week. Or who knows? Um, sometimes we will just say, fuck it, record anyway. Sorry, Tyson. It's reasonable. I, it's reasonable I, to assume that. I got better at my swear words. Um, <laughs> Um, but, um, that, that's basically the, the, the parody of it. I mean, um, so we may say, okay, we're recording now, but we may not record next week, but we may record next week, uh, depending on circumstances. So we may in fact get a guest. You never know. We may not. We may just say, okay, let's just record anyway, just for shits and giggles, which we tend to do sometimes because we just like doing it. Um, or we may not record next week and we may record the following week. So you're right. So Tyson is right. You may not hear this particular episode until January. Uh, and that's fine too. I mean, um, so now going back to the Jonas brothers doc now, you oh, yeah. have to, so now you have to do a whole, uh, you say a Tumblr thing. Well, the uh, Tumblr is just a running commentary on, uh, there's a Tumblr for Nooner podcast. It's called Nooner podcast. It's at noonerpodcast.com, And it's basically just like, like they'll say, you know, Trump was in North Korea over the weekend, and then you know I'll go look for a Wikipedia reference or a Google page or something, and then stick the link on the Tumblr. This way, people can keep like a a running. Uh, it keeps a running commentary of what things were discussed in the show at the pace that either I or Darren Husted, who also does the Tumblr, uh, can can do this. Like it's you know like we each have less time to actually be able to hit everything they talk about depending on where it's at because sometimes it's a cluster of things and sometimes it's just you know darren's really good at it by the way and he has many he has many podcasts of his own uh like i think he has like i don't know if he has five concurrently or more he's so many though but and and some of them are just like 
like the first one I noticed was one called a talking cast mm. and it, it exclamation or no question mark. And it was basically a minute by minute discussion of a film called a talking cat that I'd never heard of. Speaking of, of cats, um, the studio cat has made her uh, entrance into the studio. Yes. I just noticed this. The, the got I saw the tail of the <laughs> of Luna. Um, the, the tail of the studio pussy. Yeah, pretty much. She. Uh, I, I've I've uh, dubbed her the studio uh, cat. cat. Um, Kitty cat. For for some reason, it's weird because whenever I come in here, right, whether it be doing the show or just gaming or whatever it is, I'm sitting in this chair. She has to be on my lap. There's no question about it. I, I can say shoe, shoe, you know, shoe kitty, shoe. doesn't matter because she's just going to come back. You know, the cat came back the very next day. Cat came uh, back, thought it was a goner, but the cat came back. Just couldn't stay away. Um, But, yeah, as far as, like, uh, R3, not to go off topic, but as far as R3. Do we, it I, makes, I don't even remember what topic we were on. <laughs> um, it, R- makes perfect, it makes perfect sense because Luna, right, the one that you've been seeing, is the most antisocial of all three, right? So basically, um, when you walk into the house, there's two, exactly. There's two of them that will try to be your friend once they warm up to you, right? So there, there's two of them that will try to warm up to you. Cats, once, two cats. Right. That's there's nice. Two cats, right. That'll get to warm up to you once they know you, right? Like they're not going to like immediately come to you and say, hey, I want to be your friend. They have to kind of like work themselves up to it. Where the the black one that you've been seeing will never you'll never see that one if you were in this house like you'll never see it you'll never see her at all so she's the more antisocial one so it's kind of like the joke around the house antisocial show antisocial Luna that sort of thing yeah I it's, it's 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 the it's the running joke it's funny um, it's, it's yeah as far as like uh, Marty <clears throat> concerned and the the morning show uh, uh, Nooner um. I don't picture him being a Jonas Brothers fan at all. I, I think he would be more annoyed with them more than anything. Or do you think it's like the complete opposite? Well, this is the thing is I don't know what uh, any of their uh, personal experiences with the Jonas Brothers have been as far as like their music listening habits. I think John Sylvain, who mm-hmm. I, I think founded the Sacred Fools Theater, um, he... he uh, I think he might have been the first one to think, you know, it's like, uh, who, I think the question was, uh, who wants to watch this Jonas Brothers documentary? And I think John might have been one of the first to say, I will, because, uh, you know, because I know nothing about them. It might be interesting. And I was like, you know what? He's right. Absolutely. So I tweeted at them that I said, I would 100% watch this documentary just to do it, just to, you know, have, have a, an interesting experience. And it did end up being a pretty good documentary. I now know more, know more about them. I, I'm trying to think, did I recognize any of their music? And that's the other thing, too. It, like, it totally could be, it's in a totally other universe if there's nothing that makes me go like, oh, yeah, I've heard that song. You know, I can't. But there is one song I had heard, and it was actually done by, um, there's the middle Jonas. I think that's Joe. Joe Jonas. Who uh, Joe Jonas, his, he did, had a, I don't want to say a solo project, but he had an offshoot project called DNCE. Like, like dance with that. And they had a song called cake by the ocean. And I, I have heard that. And that's a fun song. Well, you know, it's funny that you should say this because I haven't thought about the Jonas brothers in like, 
God, like a hundred years. Like they went out of my head. Yeah. Like, it, like if you hadn't have brought them up for this particular episode, like I would never have given them another thought ever. I'm not saying like they're bad people or they're like, you know, they suck at what they did, mm-hmm. but it's just like, that wasn't my particular, you know, I, I guess it wasn't my particular taste of music. That's why I never really listened to them. But like now that it's, it's kind of like a blast from the past, really sure that you're mentioning this. Um, it, it's kind of like, do you remember like the, the, those two Russian chicks, um, they were singers for a while. Tattoo. Maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe. I don't even know their names. Can you but describe them? No. They were popular. Oh, hold on. Let me let me pull it up now because they were popular in the early 2000s and then they kind of went like off grid. The only uh, one, one I can, if you just say two Russian chicks, the ones that come to mind are, is, I think there's a group was called Tattoo and I think it was called T-A-T-U and they dressed like Catholic schoolgirls. But I don't, there might have been something else. I also don't know that they were Russian. It's just, it's literally like just garbage in my head going a little, maybe this is it. I think, you know, a little bit of memory here. So let's see if this is going to work. Hmm. Let's see. You're absolutely right. What's that? T-T-U. Say what? You're, I think you're absolutely right. If I'm, if I'm, if, if this is what I'm looking for, it's T A T U. Tattoo. Yes. And there were there were there were two of them. And there was a song called I think they're not going to find us or they're not going to stop us. It's one of those something they're like that. They're not going to stop us. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But no. again, like if if you had not mentioned the Jonas Brothers doc, I would never have even given them another thought just like these two chicks right here. I would never have given them another thought ever. There you go. Yeah. So you you thought of so you thought of tattoo as a okay, so Miley Cyrus shows up in this in this a little bit because uh, they met her uh, when they did a they did an episode of Hannah Montana, which was a show I never watched. I, never uh, I watched like briefly, like maybe like twenty minutes of it. It was Disney Channel. Now I was a yes. Disney person. I was definitely a Disney child, so I had had you know I would watch Disney stuff. I didn't. We didn't have the Disney Channel because we didn't have cable, and that's fine, by the way. Um, mm. As a kid who liked Disney, I was okay with not having lots and lots of access to new content Disney related. It was okay. I was okay with it. You know, it was just one of those things that I was okay with. You would think that you know it would have been disappointing for a kid, but no, cool. I'm just realizing that now. I'm realizing that I wasn't. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know it's weird. Emotionally scarred Disney by not too, having right? a Disney Channel. What? I was a Disney kid too when I was a kid. Um, but a lot of content. As an adult, I kind of fell out of it. But now, since we are so like uh, uh, tightly uh, wrapped up in combat radio, uh, and and what do they do best? Disney. So it, it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like Disney, 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 Disney. Oh yeah, videos like all about. But um, yeah. So Jonas Brothers did have. They were their video was played on the Disney Channel, and then they are they they got really popular like a lot quicker than they had been previously. It was like a big break for them. Anyway, so I saw Miley Cyrus, and I'm like, you know, I remember just thinking about this. Now we we're talking about it. I I she had this album that came out a couple of years ago now uh, called Banger Bangers, I think with a Z on the end. So like B A N G E R Z, I believe was that. And I listened to that album because I I as you know. 
uh, I, I listen to things when I work. So if I'm putting together succotash and I'll listen to podcasts and, or soundcasts, uh, both. And if I've got time and I want to just experience music that I haven't heard before, I will put on a, an album and just try and get through it. Um, just put it on one I've never heard before. Like I did Jackson Brown's first album not that long ago and it was pretty good. Um, I mean, it was really good. I don't remember much of it, but I do remember liking it is what I'm saying. So I also did this with, I did this with a couple of Wu-Tang Clan albums. Do you remember I was talking about this at one point? I love Wu-Tang Clan. And I can't remember now. I might, I'm going to have to actually listen again, but it was definitely like, I think the first one or two I, I did. And I think the second one might've been a double album or something. So I, I don't remember. I don't remember like this is a little while ago, but I did listen to bangers, Miley Cyrus bangers. And I thought it was pretty good. I was, uh, and I like dance music. I like electronic music, you know, and it's not all that, but I do appreciate production, like audio production. And, you know, it was a oh, very absolutely. interesting sounding album. It had a lot of good stuff on it. I don't know. Anyway, but I haven't heard anything much else, that's, you know. But that's the fun thing about, like, watching things that you've never seen before because, or reading things you've never uh, read before because you never know, you know. You can always not know about something and then automatically like it you know that's why documentaries are so great because you can learn so much about something that you never knew before like jonas brothers you know maybe marty used like a big jonas brothers fan you don't know maybe maybe I, he is i don't know I don't picture him as a as a uh um jonas brothers fan at all i i picture um you, you know maybe cassandra is the uh you know, the big Jonas Brothers fan, uh, fan and maybe Marty, you is not. She is around, she is around the, uh, it's so delicate when you talk about a woman and their age and relative to their age. I would say she's likely to have intersected with them at a formative portion of her life. I do not know. I do not know. If it was 2005, it was, what the heck, what are we doing? 14 years ago. Yeah. So yeah, I'd been married for like a couple of years, two years, 2019. Well, it's the beginning of 2019. So yeah, we got married at the end of 2003. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it was a long. It was uh, odd. So anybody in their 20s was in their teens. Then is my point, pretty much. So I was 24 years old at that point. Yeah. Anybody in their 30s and their 40s. Anybody in their 40s. I was 20, 15 years ago. I was 30. And I didn't even know you at that point. No. No, not for a few couple more years. Like 2012, I think was yes, 2012. So Are we're you not, sure 2011. It was around April of uh, of because of the video, the combat radio video, the Plan Nine from Outer Space thing. Yes, yes, yes. And so I, I believe I published that in April of 2012. I think it was. It's on the. It's on Combat Radio Images, which is a YouTube channel that I don't know gets much traffic at all. But it's all run one word, and that's C-O-M-B-A-T-R-A-D-I-O-I-M-A-G-E-S. Combat Radio Images. Um, lots of clips from Combat Radio, only up to a certain point. And then they have another channel, and I'm sorry, I can't think of it at the moment, but if I, I'll put a, a note in here, and if I ever get around oh. to putting this on YouTube, I will um, have a we link get somewhere. To, uh, so before we get into something else, Tyson did bring up a, a very interesting fact that you are not going to hear this uh, until probably January of some kind, uh, hopefully earlier, but who knows. So with that being said, Halloween. Closer to Halloween, actually. 
probably. Okay, so if it's closer to Halloween, uh, let's just say Halloween. Um, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. So if it's Halloween, don't forget to go to uh, um, slash Combat Radio for your uh, Combat Radio uh, uh, Halloween albums. There is one, two, three, and four. We are on, uh, what is it, volume two or three? I think it's three. Yeah, so three. So we are on three. Uh, you can go check out the uh, Haunted... The Haunted uh, Tour. Haunted Tour, right, where he's Mr. Lee. I'm, uh, I'm Mr. Fritz. You're Fritz. Um, I'm Mr. L, and you're Fritz. Yes, you're yeah. Mr. L. I'm, and I'm Fritz. <laughs> they might listen mm-hmm. to it. They might not listen to it. How does that voice sound, by the way? Good. Um, so got it? Sounds, yes. sounds like Fritz. Yes, so you can go check that out. Um, you can get... Uh, so for nineteen ninety nine, you can get uh, a two disc album, uh, or you can buy the uh, the uh, tracks, individual tracks for ninety nine cents. Uh, go check that out; it's all good for uh, it's all uh, all the money goes uh, go to a, if I can say that right. Hmm. All money goes to a good cause. Um, so if it's like I said, if you're hearing this right around Halloween, um, go check that out. cdbaby.com slash combat radio. Get your album today. You can get all three, all four. Um, I know that uh, five is coming out soon, right? Yeah. When when Ethan Dettenmeyer of Combat Radio came to us and said, "Hey, do you want to be part of uh, Combat Radio's Halloween album uh, Volume 3, uh, We both jumped on the idea. Now, keep in mind, I've never done anything like this, um, so I was like, "Tyson, what do we do?" So Tyson had like this whole elaborate idea of giving you a uh, an audio tour through a haunted mansion. And I'm like, that's so cool. Like, so like, you know, we, we came up with characters like he's Mr. L. I'm Fritz and and came up with rooms and, and script and all that. Cause, and, and I have to admit, like we worked on this like now, let's say, and it was completely fun. Like the whole time, like I had a completely fun time doing it. I remember in my old house going down to the basement where it's uh, where you can scream your head off because I had to scream my head off. And it was just great. It was a, it was a fun time. I remember you recording uh, nighttime sounds and sending them to me. Yes, yes, absolutely. I I remember uh, recording a lot of the voices um, in kind of a. I don't know. I can't remember if I just. I I don't think I. I think I did them in order of appearance, like because because uh, uh, I had a bunch, and I, I rather than just do takes only of Mr. L. Uh, I, I kind of like did them in order because I, I think it helped me get more of a, like a, how to talk back and forth between two people. You know, I had to figure out the performance, which is, I don't know if that comes through. Now, or not, but you know, like if you have, uh, if you're the listener, obviously you are, if you've never listened to this before. So how this was recorded was like right now I'm looking at Tyson, right? Like I'm, I'm like physically staring at him. We're having a physical live conversation. Yes. You may, at some point, you'll be able to see this as well. Right. So when we did the actual uh, recording of our haunted tour, um, it's not like he had like the script in front of him. And well, well, we did, but it's not like for everything I said, he said, vice versa. So basically, what we started off was doing was he basically we basically skyped, and it was me reading my it was me reading my lines right, and he was basically saying. They're giving me a thumbs up, like, yeah, that's great. Or, like, a thumbs down, like, no, do it again. And he was, like, my director. And it was, like, really cool because I got a chance to, like, be an actor 
where I was never an actor before. So like he was my director and it was like completely fun. Like never done this before. So it's like, like, Oh my God, I'm kind of nervous, excited at the same time. So well, you, did, you did well. I mean, I hadn't, I didn't really think about it in that context. So, yeah, but you, you have brought this up before and I, I, you know, I appreciate that you're, I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't like whole time. Like, dude, even like you, like when you and I were like sitting down and like, like just on the phone talking, like not Skype, but like on the phone talking about like the different rooms, like, like what the, the dialogue was like, the, the, like the whole thing was like fun. Cause remember you and I like would sit down for like weeks on end, like every single night and, and do this. And that was like the fun part of it. Like, like the recording part of it was fun too. But like the, the whole process of it was fun. And I just remember like, I couldn't wait to get home after work because I knew I was going to be working on this. And it's like, I can't wait because like we're going to come up with different rooms, the script, and then finally the recording time. And, and then finally, like we sat down and I was doing like my scenes, like my lines and stuff. And it was like, Oh, this is cool. Like, cause I've never done this before. So Neat. like, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. So if we get a, another opportunity to do this, it's, it's, it's going to be fantastic. We're paying tribute to something that that's, kind of like classic Halloween as far as like the haunted, like like a haunted mansion type deal, um, which Tyson was physically involved in years ago. Yeah, it's not um, really... I, it's, I, I take issue... I, I understand what you're saying, but the haunted mansion, it's more of a pantomime haunted house kind of tour. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, um, not, it's not really... Like, a haunted mansion, is in my mind, is a very distinct thing. Like, you're being led through, like... Because there are actually a couple of mansions, you know, around here, yeah. and the idea of having... A walkthrough haunted house with with um, uh, scenes in it is is an amazing thought, but it's not what oh. we're describing. Well, no, no, it's, a, but, it's uh, like a single layer, you know, maze basically, and then every few feet there's a room and it's got some kind of uh, diorama. I don't know what to call it, but it's got some kind of display with actors or you know props. Well, yeah, usually actors, props, makeup, lighting, usually a soundtrack that's unique to the room. And, well, this is and it's this. like hmm, yeah. Well, this is not this. This is more of a uh, in your mind type deal. Well, that's it what was, it was, but that's what the haunted tour was trying to recreate. Was like a walk through yes. haunted house. We're like, oh, yes. and in this room, here's the you know the. But here's the here's the fun part about this. The monster here's of the, the corner. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> here's the fun part about this. So Tyson, for you know, if you've been listening to this, all of this. Thank you. Every by the way, episode, I appreciate it. Oh, I thought you meant just all the way to this point in the episode. <laughs> So if you've been listening to every single episode, you, you've uh, learned that Tyson is a big fan or, or a big learner of Esperanto. So what we did was... I try. We, right. So we took Esperanto language and we put it in the haunted tour. So I had to learn certain asp- or certain words so I can keep up with the chant of Esperanto. And it was, that that's also the fun part of it because when I learn something, it's it's fun so here we were we're sitting we're sitting I like in this learning stuff too learning stuff is fun it so is. we're sitting here so we're sitting going over the script and we're like okay well we're getting to this part where they have to chant because they're they're drumming up like this big badass demon and i'm like well why don't we just use esperanto uh, you know esperanto because most people wouldn't know what that means but we do. Well, I, most people. So, yeah, I mean, it, but, yeah, right. it was right. So, but it, so here I am trying to learn this. Now, keep in mind, when it comes to languages, I suck. Okay, 
So here I am trying to learn certain words to keep up with him because obviously he knows more than I do of this language, which is completely fascinating to me. I try. Eventually. Um, it's me provas. Yes. I try. I had to look that up because I couldn't remember how to say I try in Esperanto. I knew how to say I, but I couldn't remember how to say try. So I just looked it up on my Google Translate <laughs> but, app. But, but the, the, the whole process was fun. By the way, listener, I do have a, ba- a very bad habit of saying podcast. Um, but there is a very uh, awesome dude, dear to my heart, Mark Parshon, the, the pod father yes. of casting who basically is trying to redefine how we look at podcasting by saying soundcast. So I say soundcast as much as possible, but every once in a while my brain does go back to podcasting. Uh, no disrespect to him, I understand what he's trying to do, but so if, if I do say podcasting from time to time, it, it's, it's just because it's, it's, it's kind of like if you were told you're Irish for you know all of your life and all of a sudden you find out you're not Irish – but then you start talking to like you know to other people at your heritage. You're like, oh, I'm Irish. Wait, whoa, wait a second. I'm not Irish anymore. I'm Scottish. It, it's it's kind of like that. So it's it's yes, soundcasting. Soundcasting sounds more evolved than podcasting. Obviously, um, more evolved and yet more basic. Yes, basic but better. Because think about this: soundcasting, podcasting. Like you're not paying tribute to a dead technology. The right? the iPod. Right, the iPod. You're not beholden but to it. You say soundcast, like that could be on any like any broad band of like different media. Like it could be on iTunes, Stitcher, um, iHeartRadio, uh, Laughable. Um, where, by the way, uh, um, Succotash has found the the comedy soundcast, soundcast hosted by our very own Tyson Saner. Um, Hello, <clears> folks. <throat> thank you for watching. But, yes, and thank you. Um, but soundcast just sounds like it's like a, it's a, a broader band than podcasting. Podcasting needs to go away. I mean, okay. I mean, it's fine if people want to still call. Nah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think they should, you know. But it's not. It'd be nice if uh, I don't know. If it needs to. Yeah, but think about this, right? Okay. It does help to have things be called something in a unifying way, like right. so, so that but, everybody knows what you're talking about. It's one of the things I like about Esperanto is that there's a word for there's a word for everything. Right, and you don't use one word when you mean to say something else. But think about this: like, sound, like the the very definite, like the very thing about podcasting is it's it's evolving, right? Sure. Oh, oh yeah, it's definitely evolving. Certainly, I mean, right. it's actually might be even devolving by this point in time. Why you say devolving? I don't know. It might be. I don't know because this is the future. Yeah, but it it, 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 it could devolve in the last in the next three months. I have no idea. I I I. <laughs> I, I truly think that the great podcast calamity, it could, it could. no, I, I truly think that soundcasting is really the great last frontier of broadcasting, right? Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I mean, it's, so yeah. because think about this, right? I'm sure there's a lot of radio people that look down on us, whatever, but there's no gatekeepers, right? There's no one to tell you like, listen, you suck. You can't do this. Don't do it. You know, people are going to like, you know, like people are going to downcast you. No, they're not. At all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there are plenty of people who would do that just to be mean. But, uh, right. you know, we haven't, you know, it's nice that. Uh, In the soundcast world, there's there's no one to tell you no. The right? point is anybody can put out a show. 
No, no, no. Well, anybody no. can. Anybody can. No. Well, not anybody. Anybody with a, re- a computer and a microphone <laughs> can record a show. No, no, no. They can't. No. I'm pretty sure they can. I've, I listened to hundreds of podcasts for Suckatash, the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast, and there's debate oh, between Hunter and Tyson. I love you, man. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, I'm just saying that it's podcasting I'll, is the it's it used to be more more uh, exotic, and it's a let little, me it's more common let me, now. Yeah. let me be optimistic. Yes, anyone with a computer, anyone with a hosting license and a mic can do a, a soundcast, right? But you have to have the drive and the will to want to do it. Is what I'm saying. Like, don't listen to the to the whys. Go with the why nots. Yes. Why? Sorry. Right. (laughs) Well, no, because if you go with the whys, like, okay, why not? Yeah, go with the why nots, right? Because there's any there's usually an audience to listen to anything you have to say so if you want to talk about carjacking you see you, why not you know, right not right so why <laughs> i'm sorry i'm fucking with you a little bit <laughs> you are i'm sorry just a little bit i just no, realized tyson, it's, it's but, language language is so friggin' weird sorry go ahead yeah but but tyson is right anyone with a computer a mic can can do a soundcast and they should do a soundcast if their heart you know desires it don't listen to the whys listen to the why nots that's all i'm trying to say well that's about all the time we have for anti-social show i'm tyson saner and i'm hunter block be decent to each other absolutely peace have a good time folks 